This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and it is already January 28th, and so we we almost have the first month of 2021 under our belts, and so things, I think, are going okay. Um, so we'll just keep going towards the positive, and everything's going to be um, going to be on the up and up uh, for this year. It's going to be a good year, I've already decided. And um, so along with that, I always like to say a happy birthday to some people, um, some of which are just fantastic literary uh, people. Um, Lewis Carroll's birthday was yesterday. He was born in 1832 on January 27th. And then tomorrow is Oprah's birthday, and she was born January 29th in 1954. And if you ever get a chance, read her story. Um, Whether you watched her show or not, she came from truly nothing, and it's quite the amazing journey to see. Um, Also, two baseball greats have birthdays this weekend. Jackie Robinson was born January 31st, 1919, and Nolan Ryan, January 31st, 1947. So a little bit of trivia there for you, and um, it's always good to have those things under your belt for um, fun party information and uh, useless trivia for game night. But while you were contemplating all that, um, I wanted to give you a bit of escapism. And a great way to escape is through a book. And I have an author here that's got some great ways to escape. And her name is Summer Dowell. And she's an author of fun, feel-good chick lits and romantic comedies that will brighten your day. She lives in Southern California, where she spends her days keeping her six energetic children alive and doing massive loads of laundry, but never-ending laundry. Um, Summer loves to fit in writing during her free time, where she spends, where she brings to life all the sarcasm and humor that none of her family fully appreciates. She released her first book the we- of the Wedding Business series, It's If It's Perfect, in October 2020, and now she's working on her next book, It's Just Business. The rom-com series follows three friends working in the wedding industry. You can find Summer on her website as well as Instagram, Pinterest, Author Amazon, and BookBub. Welcome to the show, Summer. How are you today? Good. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yay! <laughs> so I was looking through your stuff, and I truly, I mean, it's so much fun to see people, I mean, like a new-to-me author. Um, and we've talked to each other some on uh, the, a, a Facebook page we're both part of, um, and Chicklet, a group. And it's just one of those fun things that it's always fun to meet new people, even though it's just virtually. Um, and you've got a ton of books here. So tell me how you started writing, or what was the catalyst to get you to start that first book? You know, I, I've i always loved, obviously, reading and writing my whole life. I never, I feel like I never thought I would ever write a book because it always seemed too out of reach, right? Like, in my mind, you always hear about, oh, publishing a book, you got to go to the publishers and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm in the independent pub- published. And so when I realized, I started researching that, I realized, oh, my gosh. I can I can write a book and I can I can publish it myself, you know. Um, yeah. So that's that's how it started mostly because I've always loved writing. I've loved writing stories, but the idea that you know I could I could do this and it was available to me if I just you know obviously it takes a lot of work, but that was a catalyst to to really starting to pursue writing. I don't know. Right. So what is I mean, what did you find to be the easiest part of indie or self publish, and what was the hardest? Um, 
the easiest part, I, you know, it's a very welcoming community, probably. Like, you can go on any forum, any Facebook group of indie publishers, and they're, like, the nicest people. They're like, what do you need help on? What do you need to learn? And they'll, they'll give you everything. Right. Um, I guess the hardest part is just there is so much to learn. It's like you don't just write a book. When you end up publish, you are the marketer. You are the, you know, you're writing the whole editing aspect, the cover. You, you do it all. So I guess just the amount to learn is probably the hardest yeah. part. But, <laughs> but you yeah, know, certainly. Willing to in, it's a good journey. It is a good journey. I, I think that one of the things that surprised me the most is the, um, the public, the, the PR of it. I mean, you're just constantly um, telling people about this book you're writing. And I guess after a while, you probably, I mean, I know I have, and, and I've talked to a lot of writers who've done this. It's like, we're really, really great at promoting everyone else's works, but when it comes to our own, it seems to be a harder sell even for us to do. Um, so it's that process of having to really be your own cheerleader. Yes, for sure. I, I feel like there's nothing more self-conscious, makes me more self-conscious than telling people I write books. Like, yes, I write books. You should, you should read my book. Like, that's like the hardest thing to say to somebody. But I can, yeah, I can rain praises on my other friends all day long. But sure, to, to tell somebody to read my book, that's very like, ooh, yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you have time, <laughs> right. But, <laughs> if you have, yeah. If you like, it's free, or you know, it's like ninety-nine cents. It, it's yeah. yeah, it's that feeling of, should I say something? And we should really be pretty proud of it because those those projects are huge. Yes, they are. It's true. And yeah, you've written five. I like, I, yes, I have written five. It's, a, it's funny. I, you know, I even look back now and I look back on some of the first books I wrote and I'm like, ooh, what would I have done differently or how would I, you know, it's, it's a lear- I feel like that learning curve is so... It just keeps going. Every every book, I feel like I learned something new. And I'm like, ooh, this is what I should have done, you know. Right. But, now, do you design your own covers? I do. I do. I actually, I do have a love of, like, art and design. And uh, I actually used to be really big into calligraphy. So it's kind of a, I, I feel like the cover is actually some of my favorite parts to do. It's a, to design that on the side. Do you, did you study it or is it just self-taught or how did, I mean, because you've got this great video on your Instagram that talks about, it shows you writing and um, on the iPad and um, how you're editing and you've got all these cool um, type thing and, 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 you know, is, is that something that you've done your whole life or something you've learned? I mean, what, what is it that you've done for this? Yeah, I think in, I mean I think in classes here and there. Like back even I think starting back in high school, I remember taking a few. You know, when there wasn't tons of software, but like some Photoshop classes back then, and even through college, I took a few classes here and there on design work. I never, I mean, I didn't major in it. I majored in business, but I always I feel like kept you know my foot in like occasional classes here and there wherever possible. So I would not say I'm like professionally trained, but I have spent many years working with design on and off so it's just a fun it's I think it's the creative outlet it's another creative outlet that's kind of fun in publishing books but yeah 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 I mean they're just and you're you're fun and flirty covers and and just um and and you have it that you're saying that you have um oh what is it it's it's 
some people call it sweet romance, some people call it clean. That basically means there's no sex on the page. There's sexual tension, but there's not anything written out for you. Um, And so what, why that choice of, of type of, of book that you're writing? Um, So I love, I, I, I generally read um, those kind of clean, sweet books. Like that's just, that's just what I enjoy reading. Personally, I don't, I, I just, I don't love reading all about the sex and all that stuff as much. So I think I was just thinking, like, what is a book I would want to read and I would enjoy reading? And I think there is a, a lack of those kind of books in the market, especially in the, the romantic comedy. Um, yeah. So I think it was a combination of books I like to read, and I could just kind of see there's a, a niche in the market that can get fulfilled. So it, it has drawn me to, the, you know, to write those kind of books mostly. Sure. Well, and and you make a very valid point about what book would I want to read? What book is out there? And and what book isn't out there? And there's a great quote, and I believe it was Toni Morrison um, said it, you know, if you don't see the book that you, I, I'm going to paraphrase, if you don't see the I book that you, yeah. right, if you, that you want to read, write the, write it, you know. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, I think, and I always think that what's so much fun about specifically the romance genre um, there is this massive spectrum of types of books to read. So yes. you can find if you know if you're feeling like you want to read this kind of book, and you know October, and then this kind of book in November, or you know next June, they're out there. Yeah, I know. I agree. It's like you could you can read the most lighthearted, fluffy book, or go and turn and get the most angsty kind of like dark romance, like. It's there no matter what you want to read. <laughs> yeah. Like tons of room to write what you want. Absolutely. And so, so, so much fun. So growing up, what were the kinds of books and movies you watched that inspired you to want to write the romantic comedy? Um, I, I actually geared, I loved um, historical fiction. I surprisingly a lot growing up, you know, your, um, Time period kind of romances, Jane Austens. I love, I love those growing up. Um, in terms of movies, I, I feel like like the nineties were like the heyday of the rom com movies. You know, right. all those like my best friend's wedding, and I can't even think I'm drawing a blank right now. But How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, all those like just kind of fun rom coms came out a lot. I love watching those. The um, so the series I'm writing right now it's it's based on three friends who work in the wedding business, and I always loved the movie The Wedding Planner um, uh-huh. with Jennifer Lopez. And so I've always wanted to write a series, not obviously, but similar to that, like the idea of this wedding planner or somebody who works in that wedding industry. Um, I just thought it was such a fun, such a fun storyline kind of. And so actually that's, that movie was my inspiration for this current series. So that was always a favorite of mine. So how long have you been kind of thinking about writing this series of the three friends in the wedding business? Um, it's been one in the back of my mind. I feel like for me writing, I don't, some people have tons of stories in their head. I think I more have like, ooh, this would be a fun setting or kind of, you know, storyline, like a very vague one. And so I have a couple yeah. of those that I always have in the back of my mind. And this is one that has, has always been like, one day I want to write that like, that kind of wedding series wedding industry series so finally got finally got on it <laughs> good for you how long does it usually take you to write a book um so i have i don't write full-time i have i have a lot of kids at home so 
Yeah. <laughs> for me to write like a, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. But for me to write like a, a rough draft, you know, it's around, I would guess, about two months to be, to okay. yeah, be fair. I, when I'm writing, because I, I don't have a very schedule, I make a goal to write a thousand words a day. And so when I'm writing my first draft, like, I'm just going to write a thousand words. And once I do that, I can write over it. But my goal is to write a thousand. And so that usually takes me about two months with that. Okay. Time. So do you, when you've written that thousand words and then you go back the next day, do you edit those thousand words and then write the next thousand? No, I'm more of a, um, I, I write my first draft and it's a very messy first draft, very rough, you know, but I, I like to just get everything on the page and then I go through and then I, I do my editing and fine tuning, but I feel like I can edit better when I have that whole story kind of finished off. Sure. Um, for me. You get, yeah. You can start pulling those threads through better and yeah. really know where you want things to go. Have so when you started plant let's let's go with the you know your book you said if it's perfect comes out it came out in October. So tell me about this one. Um yeah, so if it's perfect uh so the series is going to be about three three uh friends. One's going to be one is the cake decorator, one is the florist and one is the wedding planner. And so the first one was about the cake decorator. Um and her name is Hope, and she has this problem with perfectionism, and she wants the perfect life. She wants the perfect job. Like she wants to appear perfect, and she needs she wants the perfect man. Um, and so the storyline just goes into her kind of overcoming this realization that life isn't perfect, and the man that she ends up dating that she thinks is perfect, you know, it, it, he might not be perfect either. And <laughs> so that's kind of right. how that story unfolds. Well, I mean. And I think we all do that in our 20s for sure, is everything's very idealistic. I, I will speak for me and several of my friends. Um, you know, I remember us going out in, in college, and we'd all say, you know, who's, who you think's cute, blah, 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 when we go out to dinner, you know, dancing. And it was, oh, I only, you know, a friend of mine was like, I only want a guy that's at least this tall and has this color hair. You know, it was like these really specific <laughs> things. Um, and then, you know, life happens and you get older and, and the perfection isn't valid. So you start, you know, changing things. It's like, okay, well, you know, maybe I should just look for a really good quality person. Um, <laughs> and so if he's shorter than that or taller or whatever. So it, it's very interesting the the process of the, the perfection idea. Um, yeah. And so was that from... Like, did you have that from personal experience? Was that from watching friends? Was it just seeing different things that people do in different situations? How did you come up with that particular idea? Um, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a complete perfectionist, but I have a little bit of that in me, you know, the, the need to achieve. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I have had a few friends that are perfectionists. Um, it's just kind of a fun – I feel like it's a fun character that everybody relates to a little bit. Sure. Not I any mean, – Everybody, had, in a certain way, you know, wants things to be right and wants them to be good. So I feel like, in my mind, it's just a very relatable character for, for most people. So it's like it's always fun when your character is one that people can, oh, I can kind of see that. I can kind of see myself in that, you know. Makes them right. real, I guess. Well, and yeah, and I think, too, it's, it's, I think it's hard sometimes um, that you, that lesson of, well, life just isn't like that, you know. Um, it's, uh, sometimes it's a real kick in the in the teeth um, to learn that 
So yeah, it, it's I, but it's fun. It's a fun character to write for sure. Yeah, yes, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to come up with with things that go wrong when you have a perfectionist, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, did you actually take any sort of cake decorating classes or do any study in regard to knowing? Because there's like a thousand different tips anybody can use for decorating a cake, um, and types of icing and certain kinds of cakes. I mean, what was the research in that? And was it all delicious? <laughs> it was It was the most delicious research I think I've done so far. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have. A, I've, I like cooking. I love baking. And so I, I've made cakes all in my life. But um, I did, when I was writing this book, I did. I, I researched a lot. I followed a lot of blogs and wedding, wedding designing. I researched lots of design tips and things like that. Um, which is, I feel like that's part of the fun even of writing books is you get to research things and things you probably would never, I guess, look into normally. But, yeah, right. I, I have a lot of cake knowledge now. <laughs> I probably can't execute any of it. You don't ask me to make your wedding cake, but I know how you're supposed to make one. <laughs> right. What was some of the craziest stuff that you read about demands or requests that people had for their cakes? Oh, I'm trying to think. Um, I think a lot of it was just, uh, people was, were would request something and obviously it didn't come out as they they envisioned it. You know, the like needing a refund maybe or just just more just upset that it didn't look exactly how they wanted. Um, right. I don't know. I mean, for the most part, people have positive stories, but there's always those few those issues where, <laughs> where it just doesn't work out. You know, <laughs> and the client right. is always right. So. Uh, well, yeah, I say that with a shaky voice because sometimes the client is <laughs> yeah. very unrealistic. Very <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so you've got the cake decorator for the this is the first book of the series. So tell me about the book you're working on now. Um, so the second book is about the florist. She's a, a friend, and um, her storyline. She's kind of complete opposite. She's a very, you know, free free spirit, almost like hippie kind of vibe. Um, as opposed to her friend, who's the perfectionist. Um, and her storyline is all about how she kind of wants to open this flower shop, and her location kind of gets swapped, uh, not swapped, swiped from this this other guy who has a business. And so it's just kind of this rivalry between the two of them over the okay. business location. Um, and so, yeah, that's just how that plays off. It's kind of an enemies to lovers kind of storyline. Right. Two. That's and those those are always yeah. fun because the the banter sometimes is just flows, you know. Um, yeah, and it's easy to get people angry when they're really into each other, but they're just like so frustrated <laughs> with the situation at hand. Um, and so yeah, that's those can be always the the most fun. Those when those are the moments when they have like a fight with like food fight or throw flowers at each other. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so yeah. That's that's always fun. So for the research for the florists, same kind of thing. Were you able to go on these different blogs and see what flowers <laughs> matched, what worked well for? Um, now, where is the setting of of the story? These stories are both in actually Southern California. This, okay, this looks where I'm from, so I felt like it was fun. It's fun to write a place I guess I'm familiar with. So sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. So is it a fictitious place? That the that the stories are set in, or is it a real place, and then you've put this fictitious story in there? They are real places. Yeah, they're in Orange County, California. So they're okay. real places, but 
but yeah, it's, most of the stuff inside is, is fictitious. So when you're driving well, around, are you are you, yeah, are you taking notes like, um, okay, that's on that street corner and that's there, and there's that coffee yeah. shop, and I mean, are you are you putting those kind of things in? So if people, someone was driving and knew the story, they go, oh yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, there, there's some details. I mean, not I don't go too specific with locations, but there are especially for the flower shop one. There is a few a few instances where you're like, oh, that's a real place. Like, oh yeah, like that strip is where you know where the shop is supposed to be at is a real place. Right. Yeah, I've read yeah, um, like Gemma yeah. Halliday. Gemma Halliday has a, has several series, and one of them, the High Heel Mysteries, and it was very funny to read her for the first time because it was she would talk about taking this road and this exit. It's all set in LA. And so I would ask friends, they're like, yep, that's exactly how long it would take you to get from here to there. And, and, and the frustration of, Oh, I don't want to have to drive. Cause it's, even though it's like three blocks away, I have to go around and like across and it's going to take me like an hour and a half. So um, yeah, it, it was, yeah. it was very interesting to talk about all that and see it. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, well, that would definitely uh, change things. Um, and so the fun. third book is the actual wedding planner. Um, and yeah. so when do you anticipate that one would be um, live and in print? That one I'm hoping to get by the end of the year. I Okay. <laughs> I'm very flexible with my, my, my print dates and stuff just because <laughs> – I feel like with my family, you never know what's going to show up. Like this last year, obviously, was a kind of a whirlwind year. So a lot of things got pushed back a little bit. But I'm hoping that end of the year to have book three out, too. Right. And so um, tell me the age range of your kiddos. So my youngest is one, and then my oldest is eight. And, so uh, lots of so laundry. Yeah, <laughs> lots of laundry, yeah. There's, yeah, there's, <laughs> so there's six of them, and they're, they're all nice and close. <laughs> right and lots of lots of mismatched socks. Um, oh yeah, I I I've given up on ever matching. My kids just know, just grab two socks. Doesn't matter if they match. <laughs> right. I you know I keep thinking that it's like I've got all these socks. I've got four, and I'm going okay. Well, um, that looks about the same size. And so I'm just kind of to the point now where I just you know my husband's like, where are all these matches? I'm like, I have no idea. And we would have to. Literally, everybody go and clean their rooms, like from top to bottom, empty everything, because you know we'd find some of the socks. But it's just going to happen again when we do laundry. So I know. Like, okay, I know. The joke is always that socks and Tupperware lids are the two things that magically disappear. <laughs> you can never <laughs> yeah. find the white lid, and you can never find the matching sock. <laughs> yes. Well, you could always do what my grandmother did. So she was um, from. Mississippi and and alive during the depression, so she had all of these. You know, when I knew her, of course, she she was financially okay, but she always had that mentality of using everything possible. Um, mm-hmm. But she couldn't. She always kept jars. That was her big thing, jars. And then, of course, Tupperware came later. But she would have a jar, and she could never figure out how which lid went to the jar. So there was this whole, like you're saying, this whole thing of jars and lids. And what she would do is she would just grab a jar and she would grab a lid and then she would use wax paper over the top of the jar and then would just put on um, rubber bands and just make it to where, until the jar lid fit. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So whatever works, right? (laughs) Now we have, now we have, 
now we have press and seal, so you could use that too. <laughs> yeah. um, cool. I think my grandmother probably would be have a heart attack with a press and seal because it's very hard to use again. Wax paper, probably a little bit easier to like wipe down and use again. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> But I mean, when you don't have much growing up, that's you know, you you use what you have, so uh, that right. never quite yes. goes away. <laughs> it <laughs> never is quite it's, goes it's away. a good life lesson, you know. <laughs> it is. I remember getting very frustrated with her because she would go after us in the trash, like if we took too many paper plates, um, like she would actually peel the ones off the bottom that, like the pizza or whatever, hadn't staying through and she and we would just be like really but I mean there's no way to for her to have explained and us to understand how hard it was you know to be that worried about everything and I even remember her having pieces of paper in a drawer and it was like this is full I mean it's like two two different two or three different lists on here what is this but she said that sometimes paper was in such short supply that you just used it till it was completely full. So if you had like a post-it note that you'd only used one side of it, yeah, it's going in that drawer because the other side can be used. Uh, so it's yeah, very interesting. That's the value. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely mm-hmm. something I'm, I'm, now I'm mindful of. I'm like, oh, no, I can use the other side of that post-it. Like, great. <laughs> My kids are like, really? I'm like, yes, really. Use the other side of it. (laughs) Be mindful of what you have. It is. It's good. It's good to be mindful. I feel like we are, we are kind of a society of like, you know, just use things up, whatever, just toss it. But it's good. Good to be value things, I guess. For sure. For sure. So, what are you reading right now? What is on your to to be read list when you have time to actually read something? reading you know it's funny is i i generally don't read rom-coms or romantic comedies even though i write them um sure and sometimes it just gets in my head and it's, it's it's too much and i compare and all that so i actually love reading right now i'm reading like a bunch of fantasy books i can't think of any what i have to on my head right now um but i love honestly reading genres other than the ones i write in you know give me a good sci-fi give me something <laughs> Totally off off of what I'm reading, writing, I guess, because then I don't I don't get burnt out on it or chew my head over it. I think. Oh, for sure. I, I, yeah. That's for sure. Enjoy reading right now. Yeah, I I I've done that, but I also find it interesting too, and I think it actually helps. I mean, reading period helps us all write better, but I think too it also helps say, oh wow, I never would have considered writing a sentence like that in that way, like yeah. describing a tree or whatever it was. Um, it's like, oh, and those different genres just have different ways of saying stuff. And it's just, it's amazing to see the organizational, you know, uh, setup of, of these different stories. And, and just, it's just really amazing. So, yeah, I, t- I totally get it. Um, and I have way too many books as it is. So I'm, I could read for a year. <laughs> <laughs> still have stuff left over. So yeah, I totally, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. So what have you, are you going to stay with um, romantic comedies? Do you, is there something you want to write about at some point that you've thought about or are you just going to keep that brain right now for rom-coms? Um, I have thought, I think eventually I will write um, 
an, a historical book, like a historical romance. I actually love uh-huh. like medieval, um, uh, you know, historical in that time period. So I have like a few stories in the back of my mind that I actually think after this year I might might delve into. Because um, yeah, I think it'd be fun to try something different, try something new, and I think I'll always come back to romantic comedies because they're just they're just fun. But one day, hopefully, oh for I'll, sure, I'll branch out. For sure. I mean, it's. I know a lot of people are like, eh, we're missing, but it's. But honestly, sometimes, it's just nice to see the whole process of the relationship in an, you know ninety minutes or two hours, whatever. And yes, it's a fast track, and some people would say simplistic, but um, you know, rom- relationships are complicated, and the world's kind of chaotic. So having that a bit of escapism is always welcome, you know, for me. Yeah. Um, just to step away for a little bit. And we always see some aspect of either ourselves or our friends or, you know, our spouses or whomever in these different characters for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like right, reading is, for me at least, it's always been an escape. Like, not I, I have a great life, but just sometimes you just need to get out of your own life. And I feel like romance is a very – is a great way to feel good by the time you're done reading. You always, you know, it's always a feel good, you know, kind of escape. So. Oh, for sure. And it's nice too, because I've read some books and I'll show my kids, I'll show my daughters and I'll say, okay, so don't go out with anyone like this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. The learning. Or <laughs> learning don't tool. do this in a relationship. <laughs> this is not good. Um, you know, and my son is is in middle school, so he's kind of like, eh, whatever, right now. But I mean, it's one of those things that you're, I'm kind of setting um, up, like, okay, you see that? Was that okay? No, that wasn't. It's like, okay, so that's probably a dumb idea, right? But we know this because it's it's got to be uh, trigger that emotional trigger emotions much quicker than in a book. So if we're watching a romantic comedy or something. Um, but yeah. it's classic because my son, anytime there's kissing of anything, just even if it's just like really simple, like Hallmarky type, so he's like, "Ooh, they're kissing," you know, because he's twelve. And <laughs> that's what he's supposed to do. Um, but to be fair, my husband started that. "Ooh, they're kissing," so yeah. <laughs> Never quite grow out of it, you know. <laughs> no, that's no, funny. it's 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 fun, but I think it's important to. If any of us watch movies like that with our kids, um, especially you can say, okay, was that smart? You know, and I, those kind of little lessons gel sometimes. So mm-hmm. um, we were laughing about we're really big superhero people, and so we're watching WandaVision. And it's been interesting because they've started it through sitcoms, you know, like 50s, 60s, 70s. And it's interesting to watch my older two say, wait, what did he say to her? You know, like, and it was this, it wasn't, it wasn't the sense of he was um, obviously rude. It was this minimizing her um, and commentary. And they're like, wait, what? And um, I can remember some, probably plenty of episodes of shows that I would, it wouldn't have picked up, but I, a different time. So just, just really interesting to see. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, so I randomly I was scrolling through shows and I the other day or you know a couple weeks ago and I was I saw some of the really old original Charlie's Angels and yeah. I like clicked on I was watching it for about not I don't know I was watching about twenty minutes but it's 
funny how what was like, I don't know, more acceptable even then compared to now, some of the things that were I was like, what? what is going on? What are yeah. you saying here? And like, that would never fly now, but it was just interesting how I feel like even in the last, you know, 20 years things have changed, so it, it is interesting. Oh, for sure. Well, I remember years, I think it was like 20 years later, and I was reading an article about, um, you know, Aaron Spelling and how he had launched all these different shows. And he was the creator, and they called it of Jiggle TV because um, the women, for the most part, didn't wear bras, you know, and they'd run huh. a lot. Um, yeah. And it was also interesting to me from a medical perspective because you saw the 70s, like you're saying, Charlie's Angels and Wonder Woman and all these things um, going on. And then breast implants didn't happen until the late 70s, early 80s. And so to go back and look at these pictures and different shows, you're like, oh, okay, you know, they're all natural and nobody's been (laughs) altered and everything. And, And then you get to about the mid 80s, I think. And into the 90s, and for sure you saw um, changes. So it's just it's very interesting to go back and look. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, there's definitely cringeworthy stuff, like you're saying. Um, but just very interesting, the, the process, yeah. for sure. And, and, it, and then to say, oh, well, this, this was this date. This means, you know, this happened socially, and this happened with, with the Supreme Court, and this had happened through, I mean, it's just like all of that was, combined um all those subtle lessons so i think getting back to sweet romances is a great way to um sit down and say to kids go okay but is that okay to do no because you know this kind of thing well you're not worried about something you know clothing go flying um early in a sh- in a in a moment so i mean i think that it's just it's just fun they're just fun to, to read they're fun to see so I'm so glad you're, you know, giving us more to read because that's that's always what we want. It's more books, all of them, all more of them. <laughs> yeah, you never have too many. No, uh, despite the fact that my husband says we have too many, um, and you know, just I love my hubs, um, and he does put up with my my book obsession. So I do appreciate. Um, um, his comment to me was, "That's fine." But you have to move them when you have to pack them up and move them when we move. I'm like, all right, that's fair. Um, yeah. And then we hired yes. then then we hired movers, and I did pack up all the books though. So, yeah. oh, so fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was telling you know I've got so many, and and it's to the point now, and I'm sure you've you know with your kids and and never-ending laundry and disappearing socks, would that you've been standing in a bookstore going, okay, do I have that book? <laughs> or did I look at that book? Yeah. Did I think I, yeah. about getting that book? Yeah. So yeah. it was one of those moments I finally, um, I was telling our guest last week, Pam Humphreys, about this um, uh, web uh, app that I finally found that actually was like amazing. Um, and so I've got all these books now. So the kids are like, do we have, wait, do we have it? I'm like, I don't know. Y'all were scanning stuff in. So now they can look and see. So we don't buy two or three of the same. That, that is awesome. I need that app. That's <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's like bookshelf. Yeah. Go ahead. Your problem? Oh, I say, I, my problem is I read an ebook version and I'm like, wait, did I, did I, is this a, do I have a print version of this? Do I have an ebook of this? Like, <laughs> right. That's, that's a whole other dynamic. 
Right. Well, and I will say that this doesn't, from my, from what I can gather so far, this particular one doesn't correlate. I mean, it doesn't talk to Kindle. So, you know, yeah. I just, but it's all on my phone. And um, so I could actually look and say, oh, well, I already have this one. Um, but yeah, I've done that too. I'm like, wait, I think I've read this book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's it's one of those moments of, um, wait, yes. Yes, I have. Oh, wait, it's here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, I have two um, already. So maybe I shouldn't get any more. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always a fun one. So I understand I was looking at the weather yesterday. Did you guys get any of that big storm from that big front that came in, or was that war- way north of you? It was more north. We're still, they're still trying to see if we might get some rain here in the next day or so, but it's been pretty dry. Despite what we got warnings, but none of it came to play. Yeah, I mean, because I was looking at the radar, I was like, "Whoa, you guys! Um, do you get the big thunderstorms very often, or is it just rain when it comes?" No, yeah, it's just rain here, and it's it's not very often. It's we have very minimal weather down here, but occasionally. I, I, well, you know, we're in Texas, and so San Antonio always gets these tremendous lightning and thunderstorms, especially in the spring and the summer. And um, it could be pretty intense. So I was at a conference down here one time, and it was a, for an asthma allergy thing. And the, uh, the girl, who, one of the representatives, the pharmacy reps, uh, said, I'm from, North, I'm from um, San Francisco. She's like, wow, y'all have the most amazing thunderstorms here, all this lightning. She said, I was standing on my balcony of my hotel room talking to my boyfriend on my cell phone and telling him about the lightning, and I was just like, um. (laughs) (laughs) I I would probably be similar to her. We do not get anything, nothing exciting here, so. (laughs) (laughs) But. But Southern California weather is just so gorgeous. I can see why people want to live there because it's – and the beach is right there. I mean, yeah, you can't really it beat is, that it is at all. very nice all year round. So so when you're you, – you are in Southern California, would you be – and you've got your, your presence um, series set there. Uh, at some point, would you do something about surfing? Because you have some very cute surfing pictures on your Instagram. Yeah, I have um one the main character the, the the man he is he does that's one of his hobbies is surfing. It doesn't play a huge part in the story, but he does mention it once or twice. It's so, just it's I just I funny. was I'm always amazed at you know people going out in the surf. My dad was stationed in San Diego in the '60s, and um, he talked about going surfing a lot. And he people don't appreciate how cold the Pacific is. It's true. Yes, you have to wear a, a wetsuit is is important. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's downright chilly. So, because um, we went to Hawaii one year and we got in the water, it's like what? <laughs> it's yeah. Way more chilly than we anticipated. Um, what is this? So yeah, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> It's, but yeah, I, I, that's going to be fun. So that's the one that you have right now is the, the guy does surf in the book that's out now. It's, if it's perfect. I'm sorry. No, it's for the next one. It's just business. It's just business. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
And then the third one, the guy is, so she's the actual wedding coordinator. When you were looking up all the information for all this, did you do the cake stuff research first and then the florist and then like a coordinator or did you, was it all kind of a collective research time? Um, I'm kind of doing them each book. I, I mean, I've done some overall research, but into the details is, I get more of the details, obviously, as I'm writing each story. You know, sure. To make it more real, I guess. What but is your I, favorite? Take... Yeah. What What is your favorite um, uh, wedding planner story that you read? Um, oh, gosh, that I read. I'm, oh, I'm, to I'm like the worst when it comes to like recall. You ask me, I'm like, oh no, what What is that? That one with that girl? You know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I know I've read so many, and I'm drawing a blank right now, of course, as you ask me. Um, yeah, I can't even think of one right now. <laughs> okay. But I, I do, well, I, I love, mean, in general, I love stories of wedding, wedding themes. It's just a fun, fun theme for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, what did you incorporate um, COVID into the story, or is this just like a COVID-free book? Like, it doesn't exist. It is co- it's COVID-free. I, I thought about it. I toyed with the idea, but I, I don't know. I feel like the, the distancing, social distancing, makes sometimes makes the love story elements I think would have been too tricky. So there is right. there is no COVID in any of these stories. <laughs> okay, okay, well, cool, love it. Yeah, I, I think there's there was a big discussion about do you include it, do you not? And I I think the main thing was that a lot of people just decided it depended on the story and how comfortable people were to how, what they were writing about. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, well, it's a lot, and I can understand if people wanted to escape from it, even just within the pages of their own works. Yeah, that's true. So I so appreciate you talking to us today, Summer. This was wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Absolutely. So if you're looking for Summer, she is Summer Dow. She has her website, which is summerdowl.weebly.com. You can also find her on Instagram, Pinterest, Amazon Author, and BookBub. And all those links are in the write-up of the show. Her her book uh, of the first of the wedding business series, If It's Perfect, is out. And her next book should be out sometime this year. It's just business. So if you sign up for her newsletter, she will tell you when her book next book is coming out and all the exciting stuff. And look at her Instagram page because she's got some fabulous stuff on there and it's so much fun. And um, all sorts of happy, happy moments and thoughts and great quotes. So give her a shout. And this has been Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio. Keep on reading, everybody. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle.